when you're starting a business and you're in that baby phase, your goal is survival. You just want to get through. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey there, listener. Today's episode is a fun one. We are assessing whether your business is a baby, a teenager, or a young adult. Now, bear with me. I know this may not be a model that they are talking about over at the Small Business Administration. This may not be what the gurus are saying when they're talking about business growth and development, but I've never really been much of a fan of of just saying things like super professionally and straight-laced with big words that nobody can understand. I want my analogies to be super relatable and accessible for anyone. And when I was chatting with some entrepreneurs last year in 2022, which still feels weird, doesn't it? Like, I feel like last year should still be 2019, and that was four years ago. Um, But regardless, when I was talking to these entrepreneurs and we were discussing a program that I had in development and I was going to share with them, and people had a lot of questions about who is this program for? And just spitballing it, I was like, you know, this isn't for someone who's brand new to business. Like, you can't be a baby. You have to have some understanding of what it is you do. You have to understand what works and what doesn't. You have to have tried things and failed in order to know like enough to be in this program that I'm developing right now. And then what I went on to say is like, you know, it's a little bit more like a teenager where you've got a few years under your belt. You like, you're ready to push limits and test and you're like just on a quest to understand who you are and what you were here for. And when I gave that analogy, it was like a spark was lit, eyes were opened, and people were like, oh, yeah, I get it now. And so for a majority of the last part of the year, I've been using this terminology of baby business, teenage business, adult business, and there aren't any hard and fast rules to these quote-unquote stages of business development as iterated by Molly Knuth. But it's more just giving some terms, some relatability to where you are in your business in order to understand what are the things you should be doing in a normalized fashion. Because when we're on Instagram and we can follow literally any coach, any expert in any industry from anywhere in the world at any income level, it can be so overwhelming and daunting. We can feel like we need to start by doing the things that actually we don't need to be doing for like two more years. But we can feel all of these pressures because of the people we're following, because of the societal 
norms. And we can feel like we are behind the eight ball before we've even started. And I think that by using these like child development terms <laughs> that we can apply those to our business in a way that makes sense. And it really helps us feel a little bit more comfortable and normalized where we are today. So I'm just going to quickly go through, and this will be like not a super long, not a super in-depth, not a super professional or serious podcast. This one is really just to give you a loose framework of what are those things that identify a baby business? What are those things that can help you move through this phase? What are those things that identify a teenage business? What are those things you can do to work you through that phase? And what is then an adult business? I don't even know if I'm there yet, but we'll do our best to define all of it together. All right. Phase number one is a baby business. When I look back at my baby business years, I really feel like I was in my baby business years for a long time. Now, we can have this feeling that we want to go fast, and you can, even if you are a baby business, even if you are new, if you're someone who comes into entrepreneurship or business ownership with a level of experience from your prior career, whether you worked in corporate, whether you were a teacher, whether you... um just have an education, like you have some level of experience as you enter a new realm of entrepreneurship and business development. And so based on that experience, based on that education, you can decide how fast or how slow you want to pursue this business growth. Now for me, the baby stage lasted a really long time because I was an accidental and now looking back at it, almost a reluctant entrepreneur. Um, I did things and I said yes to so much. And I would take projects on and I would just like throw a monetary value on it and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. I'd love to see that number in my bank account and not really analyze things like profit margin or return on investment or overhead. Because in order to start the business that I started, I didn't have a lot of that. It was a lot of the tools I already had in my home. It was a lot of the experience and the skill set that I already had. I didn't have to invest a ton in order to learn something brand new. And I really just was like, I would be happy to just have a supplementary income and that's all I need. And that's kind of the attitude I took towards it for a number of years. So I stayed in that baby business phase for a long time. Now, I kind of put down some of these features of a baby business because I think that's similar to how human babies operate. When you're a baby business, you have a lot of time to daydream and be curious, especially if you are someone like myself who like, you're doing this to support your family, you're doing this as supplemental. Now, this is probably going to be an entirely different attitude if you're somebody who really was seeking out like VC funding, you're a startup, you have um, a team already your vision for your business is a lot different than the one that I had for mine. So I was given the gift of time and slow growth. Not every business is like that. But when I look at a baby business from my terms, like I had so much time to just get curious and I didn't know what Canva was. So I spent a lot of time in my day, not necessarily like studying design, but more so just like finding these tools that worked and like playing around with them. And I didn't have a huge client roster that demanded and filled my entire schedule. So I just had time to play around and try things. And I could try it and it would suck and nobody cared. And I could try it and it would kill. And then I would use it some more. So 
like a baby where they have a lot of time to like just get curious about the world around them and who the people are that are next to them. Your baby business, I want you to have space and margin for that exploration, for that curiosity, because that's where creativity and ideas can flourish. I also think that baby businesses can be defined by survival mode. Much like a human baby, you know, you need somebody who can take care of that baby, who can come in and say, here, you need a bottle right now. We got to feed you. You need somebody who can come in and say, oh, this little baby needs to be rocked or, oh, this little baby, it needs a lot of rest. When you're starting a business and you're in that baby phase, your goal is survival. You just want to get through. And you might also require in that business survival mode to bring in somebody who can teach you, who can hold your hand, who can guide you, much like a mother figure. Those are called mentors in the business world now, or they can be a coach. Um, But a lot of times in that baby business phase where you are in quite literally survival mode, you're trying things, you're testing them out, you're seeking if you have market approval. You're trying to prove your concept. And sometimes it's going to be great. Other times it might fall flat. You're just really testing the waters. And the whole goal is to make this thing work, that this business can actually sustain itself. And as that baby business, that's all your goal really needs to be. And I'm obviously, as I've already said this, this is not everybody's model. My model, though, was to just let this thing grow slow. I didn't have huge ambitions. I didn't have like a million dollar mindset by year one. I honestly was like, I just want something that's flexible with my lifestyle, my family, and that can be supplemental income. And so if that's what you want, then you have some of those opportunities. If you need something that moves a little faster then your baby phase, your survival phase, That might be a little bit more intense. I would, in that case, really recommend working with somebody in a professional capacity as a mentor or coach who can guide you through so you don't have to spend the time making mistakes and testing as much as I did. I was much more like, I don't want to invest my money. I'm just going to like try things out myself. Now I know that that's part of just who I am as a person and my human design. But there are people who like, if you really do need to supplement your income in a way that fills your corporate salary or you give yourself a limited time frame to make something work, then I would highly encourage you to seek out a coach or a mentor who can lead you based on the experiences and the education that they've had. And they can really cut down the amount of time that you need to invest by trying something, assessing it, failing, retooling, relaunching, because that can take a long time. But again, your baby business phase depends on what do you want to get out of this business. Other things that happen in the baby business phase, much like I said, trying new things. You might fail and then you have to get back up. And a lot of times these failures, like they have to be quick. You have to be nimble. I think about a baby who is learning how to walk. And that baby in their first few steps, you know, if you can vision this in yourself, like I have four children and some of our kids were really fast adopters of this new method of transportation when they learned how to walk. We had um, Charlotte, our second born, she was walking at nine months old. It was wild. Like she didn't even look like taller than a stuffed animal. 
and she was toddling around the main floor of our home. And then our older children were like closer to 12 months. But regardless, as they were learning how to walk, it wasn't like they just one day said, hey, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be fantastic at it. No, she would walk along furniture. She learned first how to pull herself up. Then she would take one step. Finally, she realized that she could step away from the furniture and maybe take one totally unsteady movement towards her mom. And then mom would catch her. And then eventually she gained that confidence. She gained that trust. She had that tenacity and grit not to give up. That that one step away from the furniture turned into two, turned into three, turned into four or five. And it's this tenacity, it's this grit that also defines your baby business phase because you're trying things and you might fall flat on your face, but you have to pull yourself back up and say, okay, that didn't work. We're going to try this again, but I'm going to change this tiny little thing. And then you try it and then you might fall flat on your face again. You're like, okay, that didn't work either. I'm going to pull myself up. I'm going to change this little thing and I'm going to try again. And maybe you will be successful. But I feel like the definition of the baby business phase is to not spend too much time in the thinking or the overthinking of what worked and what didn't. Obviously, you want to have that analysis period. You want to have that self-assessment. You want to be able to audit what went successfully, what didn't, and where you can really hone things in. But you also, in the baby business phase, have to be nimble. You have to be quick. And if you spend too much time in the analysis, if you spend too much time in the overthinking, then you can really freeze up and you can limit your potential because you become too scared or you become too frozen in place to just take that next step. So in the baby business phase, not everything is going to be successful. Not everything is going to work out the way you hoped it would or thought it would or planned it to go. But If you fall flat on your face, which happens, you need to have the tenacity and the grit not to stop. You need to pick yourself up and say, that didn't work, but there's a million other ways that can. And you need to be nimble and quick enough to make those changes and try it again. You don't want to get caught in the overthinking you want to be able to do. And that's where your baby business can really grow. It's in the action. It's in the putting it out in the world and seeing how it is received, that you will get your best feedback and be able to change and grow and achieve success. We can think and we can think and we can plan and we can design and we can systematize and we can process. But until we put out whatever it is that we want to be our business, until we can show it to other people, until we can say, hi, here's what I offer that will help you, nobody's going to know and be able to do business with us. And in that baby business phase, we have to be willing to try these things. We have to be willing to succeed or fail and make the adjustments as they need to come. Okay, so that's the baby business phase. Now, somewhere along the line, your baby starts to grow. And again, depending on the business model, depending on your personal set of um, life circumstances, Your baby business will evolve into a child and then a teenager, but that teenage phase really rocks your world. Much like your personal development when you go into your teenage years, something shifts. It's not just incremental growth where you'll see this little child and the next time you see them, they don't look that much different, but over time, they're obviously growing. 
when it's a teenager, you might see them on Tuesday and then you see them the following Tuesday and it's like, oh my gosh, you shot up six inches. <laughs> like the teenage growth phase is fast and there are marked dramatic changes. But in the teenage phase, much like a teenage human, it's all about how you are established. You have figured out some of these foundations to life. You know how to feed yourself. You know how to dress yourself. You know how to walk. You know how to get from point A to point B. You know how to talk. You have some of these initial things in place. And now in your teenage years, you're trying to identify. You're trying to say, okay, I have all of these things that equip me, but who am I really? What is the identity that I want to hold? So much like a human teenager, you're pushing limits. You're testing things out. And unlike the baby phase where like the tests that you're running are like, how do I walk? In the teenage phase, you're saying, okay, I can do this thing, but maybe if I push a little bit harder, I'll find the boundary of that thing. And so instead of just walking, we're figuring out how can we run? Or if I'm being honest with my teenage experience, it was like, how late can I come home and not get caught by my parents? Like, you know, we're pushing limits, we're testing boundaries. That's like the teenage business. You want to grow, you want to expand, and you want to see how far you can get before something breaks, which sounds really scary. But a big part of business growth and development, as I'm coming to learn in real time, is that not everything you learned in the baby phase is something that can sustain itself through the teen phase if you want to become an adult. Now, there are lots of statistics out there about the survivability of small business. There is, I should have looked this up, but the statistics of a business making it one year are kind of scary. They're not too bad. The statistics that show how far a business can, hold on, I'm just going to pause and look this up. So data provided by LendingTree.com shows that 18.4% of private sector businesses in the U.S. fail in the first year. After five years, 49.7% have failed. 10-year business survivability, 65.5% of businesses have failed. Now, here's how I see that. We always like to report on the failure rate. So let's flip that on its head. In one year of business, almost 82% of businesses survive their first year. Doesn't that sound a lot better than an 18% failure rate? Anyway, so if you start a business, you have an 82% chance of living through your first year. Five years, 50.3% of businesses that start are still around five years later. So you have about a half and half. Now, what I found is that teenage business stage happens somewhere in these like four to seven year business range. So in that five year to 10 year frame, we do see a marked difference. So 50.3% of businesses survive into year five, while 44% of businesses survive to year 10. That's because between that fifth year and that 10th year, we have to make some big decisions, just like a teenager does. That teenager needs to know what do they want to do? Do they want to still be this identity of themselves as they become an adult? Do they want to change their career path? Do they want to just take a break? 
Do they want to have that buffer year between high school and college like a teenager does? Did they make some pretty big screw-ups that they need to fix before they can go forward? All of this is real in both life and in business. And so when you're a teenage business, your job is to figure out what is this identity that I want to be known for? Is it the thing that I started as still the thing that I want to pursue? And you and I have seen this happen in real time. Amazon started as an online book selling company. That is not who they are anymore. They figured out in their teenage years what they wanted to be known for, and then they moved in that direction. We have a boutique here in my hometown. She started off selling baby clothes, and she found her success when she started incorporating women's fashion. And that's what she's known for now. There are a million stories of this, but we can't know until we test the waters what is available to us. And that's what the teenage years of business ownership are all about. It's saying, I may have started, I may have learned these things in my baby years, but I want to stretch. I want to push my boundaries. I want to test these things. I want to take action, not just to survive. I want to take action to see what I'm capable of. And that's what your teenage business is here for. It's saying, what has helped me get to this point? What do I want to take with me? What do I want to change? What do I want to pursue? That's what your teenage business is. It's about living. It's not just about surviving. It's about living. And it's finding those things that make you feel lit up, that give you that excitement. Because between that baby phase and that teenage phase, you can feel a lull like, oh, this is it. This is it. But the teenage phase is like, this is what could be. Let's give it a shot. And you try out these new things. You will break shit. You will break it. Some of it can be fixed. Some of it cannot. You will be humbled for sure. Maybe even publicly. You might try things and then you have to walk it back. You might declare something and then say, oh, I changed my mind. You might grow in a certain direction and say, this doesn't fit anymore. You might say, I love this thing over here, but okay, yeah, let's do it. And then you say, we're going to just totally shift our business model. And you can. That's the beauty of being the boss. You can change it. And the teenage phase is for that. It's for pursuing. It's for living. It's for trying. So in the teenage phase, you're going to be pushing limits. You're going to be trying things out. You are going to get social. You're going to be weird. You might get pimples. You might Like it might be uncomfortable and awkward as you navigate this time period. You'll find your ride or die's best friend. You'll find places that you've outgrown. You will find places that you do not fit at all. You will think you have it all figured out. And then a year later, you'll be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Because that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Whether we're talking about our teenage years as people or our teenage years in business, we are just living in the moment and trying to get to the next phase. And so during those teen years, you can define yourself as feeling like the thing that you started doing might feel a little more constrictive than it feels expansive. And you know you're in that teenage phase when you're like, okay, here's where I want to really test my edges. Here's where I want to push those limits. You're in the teenage phase. Congratulations. Now, where I feel like I'm at right now is probably the latter teen years, and I'm entering my young adult adulthood years of business, where I've tested things. I've broken a lot of shit. I have been 
I've tried things in ways that I've like white knuckled and been like, I will never give this up. And I've tried things and then changed my mind. And now as I'm entering that adulthood phase, I can see where I thought I knew everything and I clearly did not. I can see where I fucked up. I can see where I got distracted along the way. I can see where I thought I was doing something that would solve a problem when in actuality, that was a shiny object that was a distraction and I really should have gotten to the root of the problem to solve something else at a deeper level, like a system or a process. I'm seeing where I need to really be an adult and as much as it's fun to be a teenager where your parents are still like doing the bills and paying the insurance and you know all the things that parents do and you're the kid who gets to like feel like the adult but they're really still taking care of things behind the scenes. I'm like now in that adult phase where I'm like, yep, I have to do the unfun stuff sometimes too. And that's just part of it. And I can also be in that adult phase where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to be known for. I've tested, I've tried, I have um, experimented, and now I know the direction I actually want to take. And so I don't think that I'm quite into the young adult. I'm not in adulthood. I'm probably in that weird years of like 19, 20, 21, where I'm like, okay, I think I have surpassed being a teenager. It's no longer fun to stay up until 2 a.m. Um, I pay for it the next morning. Uh, but I also am still not like as adult as somebody who is like going to work every day and, you know, that kind of phase. So the young adulthood phase is upon me. And as I look around at the, like, the environment of other businesses who have reached this step that are this phase that I'm in and beyond and surpassed it, I see that they've gone through some of these stages too. And even in their adulthood years, there's still this constant feeling of refinement. There's still the pursuit of better. There's still this pursuit of evolving. And it never ends because we never really reach the end goal. There's always a bar to be raised. But once you've reached that adult phase, whether it's your early adult years, your adult years, your like, you know, your menopausal years, whatever. But in business, when you've reached those years, you have a sense of who you are and it's refining that sense as you go. Whereas during the baby phase, you're really just getting your feet wet. That teenage phase, you're pushing boundaries. And then now an adult, you know kind of who you want to be and you're making refinements along the way. So I hope that this episode was enjoyable and relatable. I hope that in one of these phases, you heard yourself as a business owner and you could feel maybe a little more related, relatable and like, okay, that's all right. That's where I'm at. It's normal to be here. And I hope that if you feel compelled, you can come to me with any questions or feedback. Um, if you are looking for navigation through that baby business phase and you're like, I think I do need that mentor or that coach to walk alongside, reach out to me. I'd love to help you find ways here at MKM that we can support your growth. But I really just encourage you to give yourself grace and space to say, I don't have to have it all figured out. If we look at some of these businesses that have reached that 10-year goal or beyond, then they've gone through these phases too. We might just not have been paying attention to see it. And also, you know, maybe you love being in that baby phase, that startup phase. And then by the time you get to the teen phase, you're like, hmm, I've changed my mind. I want to start something else. Know that that's okay too. We're all here for the ride. And it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a learning experience. And I'm just going to cheer you on along the way. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week with even more. 
Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.